everyone, and welcome to this conversation presented by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer. Thanks for listening. You know, my wife Vicki and I have owned and operated our photography studio, V Gallery, for 20 years now. White House has been our lab for the last 16 of those years, and we could not be happier. White House is a family-run business, just like ours. If you haven't already, check them out at whcc.com. And if you want to drop me a line, feel free to email me at jed at whcc.com. There are many things I love about Josh Hanna. He's nice. He's funny. He's a great photographer and an absolutely gifted compositor. But I think my favorite things about him are that he's grounded, self-aware, and honest. To me, the best thing about photography in general is that it's about so much more than photos. Josh embodies this. And we can talk about it all day, but at the end of the day, Josh lives it. That's a beautiful thing. I think you'll hear quite a bit that you can relate to in this one, friends. And that might be the best thing about Josh. He's so relatable. Enjoy. How long have you been in business? Uh, I started as a side business in like 07. Yeah. So I was working for a bank. You know, I mentioned to you right. I worked for a bank for like 16 years. and Yeah. So started that in the side to... It was like almost working two full-time jobs at yep. one point and having to make that decision. So like 2012, December 2012 is when I left that job. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you When you jumped into photography even in 2007, were you drawn in because of the, the camera side or post-production side? What, well, what, so, let me, so I started my official business in 07. Mm-hmm. Um, I was into photography, I mean, back in film, you know, before digital was even out. Okay. The problem was it was like $14 to develop a roll of film, and like <laughs> each roll was like seven bucks. I'm working part-time at a grocery store. <laughs> like this just isn't conducive to like, right. I love this, but right. I might develop 10 rolls of film a year because that's right. what I could form. So, right. you know, this steep learning curve of, and I, there was nobody in the area that could like, really guide me like mm. here's how you do this here's what thing like you know manual camera control was like this thing of wizardry to me like, right and nobody could explain it right and so when digital came out like i remember dropping eight hundred dollars on the absolute worst digital camera kodak ever made because i thought it was so <laughs> awesome like i get to immediately see the results of this picture you know yeah <laughs> it was a huge deal it was really big yeah. and it was the it was the crap like i'm take like i'm so elated to have this thing right and then it's like after two days <laughs> it's like but it's junk <laughs> <laughs> yeah i paid all this money yeah and like i'm so excited to see the pictures yeah. i'm like why do they look yeah. so bad <laughs> it was almost like you were paying all that money for a concept right right like the concept of being able to immediately see what it is that you captured yeah. was amazing. Yeah. And then the result, the actual result, the quality, especially in a relative sense, was so terrible right. that at the time there was very little that you could realistically do with it from a professional standpoint. Yeah. But the beauty of it was that immediate feedback. Yeah. Like... This, this looks bad. This looks good. Like, what if I shot from... The, like, I remember shooting, like... Because I never photographed people at all. And I, I swore I never would. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. I wanted nothing to do with talking to people, <laughs> photographing people. 
being in their company, like I was so antisocial, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so I would like photograph, you know, leaves and flowers and like all the things that a lot of us start out because yeah. we think photography is interesting. And right. so I remember having this digital camera and like photographing like daisies and things like from underneath. Yeah. And like, you starting to see like that, like well, this, like this is interesting, you know, you yeah. know, like learning about perspectives and how that right. shift changes the viewer's viewpoint and all this kind right. of thing. So that immediate feedback was just like, it was bait for me. You know what I mean? Like this hook that was like, I've got to like. Was it helping you to see composition and light and things of that nature without, you know, having to wait because of the immediate right. feedback? Like right away you were, you were able to see those and study those sorts of things in almost in real time. Right. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah. I think it, it took the learning curve almost away mm -hmm. immediately. Right. Because. Mm -hmm. I think it helped me. Like, I think people are different, right? So for me, now I've learned to see light and just as it exists. Mm -hmm. And you, like, you see this, like, you can see interesting window light sometimes. Like, I could photograph the crap out of this thing, you know. <laughs> but before it wasn't. I've seen other people experience that. Yeah, right? before it wasn't like that. It was like no. the camera helped me see the light because it was. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I know the eyes are there, but it was like, for some reason, seeing on the back of a screen right. made me be able to conceptualize like what's actually well, happening. Well, you're looking at it through a lens. You're looking at it through the lens of that of that tool, so to right. speak. When did you transition, though? I mean, and maybe that's the wrong word, but at what point did you find yourself being drawn to or maybe even realizing that you were super interested and actually gifted at manipulation so i never i didn't really get into like the digital stuff until i got into portrait work so that ha the portrait stuff happened first yeah which uh, was in i mean so i was so if you back up like high school i was always into like art and things like yeah. that taking commercial art classes in high yeah. school and um entering art competitions like uh -huh. so I, I was always drawn to just art forms. Right. And photography was one of those ones I wanted to get into. Sure. Like, like my parents offered me in high school, senior year for Christmas, electric guitar or camera. Like you pick, pick your, yeah. choose your own destiny. Right. Right. I picked the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I thought for sure you were going to say I picked the I, camera. No, it, there's a, like, so many times I look back and it, it like, it's, it's a very fitting, like choose your own destiny. I'm like, had I picked the camera, I probably wouldn't have been stuck at a bank for 16 years that I hated every day. Like all these decisions would have filtered. The, maybe if you picked the camera back then, you'd be the lead guitarist in some band <laughs> yeah, on the road just, right now, right? <laughs> would have went the other way. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> but you can't help but wonder, right? Of course, of and, course. But anyway, so I've always been interested in those sorts of things, mm -hmm. and but it like so we had. So I was into photography for a while, and it, it was well into the digital age, you know. And it's probably like, I don't know what year it would have been, 05, 06-ish, when the portrait thing came into be, mm -hmm. which was via like a revival at church, mm -hmm. <laughs> weirdly enough, mm -hmm. where I was so dead set again. Like I loved photography. I wanted to make it, like I was trying to figure out how to make a business out of like you were. landscapes sure. and things like that, right? So yeah. Which is very difficult to do, super even good. then. Super hard, right? And so we're at this revival at church, and I just like felt this. 
you know, sometimes you just feel God like speaking, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was one of, it's one of those times where it's like, I want you to offer free portraits like to people in the community that just can't get them otherwise. Right. And of course my first response is like, I know nothing, like literally nothing about portraits. Like this cannot be what I need to be doing. Right. On top of that, I really don't like people. <laughs> so you're like, you're like, yeah, this message is for somebody else. <laughs> right. It's like who, who was sitting near me? The wires got crossed. I overheard <laughs> this one. <laughs> But anyways, it's like, okay, I'm going to give this a try. You know, mm. it, it was super uncomfortable for me because mm. I'm just I'm not really a people person. Like, it's hard for me to, like, just connect with a stranger or something sure. like that, right? And I'm like, here I'm wanting strangers to come in. Right. And I need to have this connection that I don't have. Like, how is this going to work? Like, right, right. But anyways, it's it's just one of those things that you don't, you don't, you look back now and think, man, what a stepping stone that was. But, right. but at the time, it was just like, I'm going to do this thing. So I bought, like... Some of the cool flow lights. Remember the old spirally fluorescent yeah. bulb, right? So I've got all this continuous light. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got some donations, like the buy these backgrounds, like mm-hmm. the, the muslins, you know, mm-hmm. that were super wrinkled, and I yeah, had no idea had how to get of rid of them. And yeah. So like we we hung all this stuff at our church and hung mm-hmm. it all out, and I start doing these portraits, and they're just they're bad. Like they're so bad. <laughs> Everything was wrong with them. <laughs> and so my my goal was like. I'm so bad at photography. I know what'll fix it. Photoshop. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to bring these babies in and learn how to edit. And yeah. like, I look back at so many, I'm like, why is everybody orange and <laughs> plastic skin and like all these, you know, all the stuff It's so bad. Yeah. You know, I, I want to have this story where it's like, oh yeah, I got into Photoshop and it was just like magic. The second I touched the, you know, it totally wasn't at all. <laughs> It was just a mess. And I don't think I've ever, like, I try to avoid those images, like, because they're that, like, I embarrass myself by looking at it's, them kind of It's not even something you can laugh about yet. Right. It's, just, it's still a sour kind of note. I can laugh about it, though. <laughs> but, so th- but so that was really how that was born, though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How did it go from that to who you are now you you do things that very few people do or even can do and 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 i know that part of the reason that it occurred the way that it did was well for one thing and this is something i think we lose sight of sometimes is that you didn't have the nobody had the ability to do what you or some a very few amount of people can do now nobody had that ability 20 years ago because the technology did not exist. Right. So you're you're doing things on a regular daily basis that we really couldn't even conceive of in the early 2000s because it wasn't the ability wasn't there. It wasn't a thing. So how did you go from wanting to fix it in Photoshop and creating orange plastic skin to creating images that blow people's minds? because of the manipulation. I think it's like anybody that, I think anybody that takes what they do seriously just gets there. You know what I mean? I still like, when I, it, I love the compliments and stuff like that, you know, but it's like, uh-huh. you look at your own work and like, man, there's so far to, there's just so far to go. Like, that's a good thing though. 
Yeah, I, I think it is. Like, I try and remind I th- myself. I think you, it's a good thing. You you kind of get down on yourself sometimes. Well, like, you don't want to do that, though. <laughs> no, and so you remind yourself, you know what I mean? Like, I, I need to learn. Like, I need yeah. to learn. I need to get better. And, yeah. But I think it was all a process of that. Like, seeing, like, yeah, this is, you, you know, for a while you think this is really cool. Mm-hmm. Like with Photoshop, right? Anytime you learn a new trick in Photoshop, mm-hmm. you, you way overdo it for, like, <laughs> a year. You know, that's why there's plastic skin, because you're yeah. like, oh, yeah. I can get rid of wrinkles? This is dope. Like, this is the wrinkles best thing. Wrinkles are gone. Yeah, this is, like, you look 100 years younger. <laughs> well, you look like a toy that's 100 years younger. But but you do, you know, so, like... It's so true. When I try and teach, I'm like, one thing that I've oh. learned in editing, and, and if you talk to anybody who's, like like that that I admire that's really experienced in it like yeah. you learn how to be light-handed mm. you know it's, you don't just throw everything at it but mm-hmm. so it was it was starting to see like what I'm doing here is not good yeah and I think you only see that sometimes by comparing yourself to other sure. people's work right um which again can can go very south <laughs> or very north right Facebook is a dangerous game oh nowadays my. with, oh with the whole comparison thing. Right. And, but it's like seeing other people's work where I'm like, like, how does their skin look so good, but it's not orange or plastic? Right. Like, you know, so right. it just drives you to like want to figure stuff out. And right. then that turns into, like for me, like, like movies, right? I love movies. Mm-hmm. The more epic, the better. You know, mm-hmm. grew up watching all the action movie and explosions and the yeah. fireballs and all this yeah. kind of stuff, wizards and all this. Cool. Right. And I'm like, how do I make that? You know, how right. do I? And and that so that kind of like imagination part of my brain is like, what are the tools that help me make that? Like, how do I use Photoshop to? Like, I remember the first composite I ever did, and I posted like so excited, like I've always wanted to get into this, and like this is so cool. Right. And it was like this crappy landscape photo that I had placed behind a crappy portrait that I had done and the whole thing was just garbage and I was so excited to put it on Facebook and all this and but again the concept what is what was firing you up yeah because because I I contend that even even if we would have been able to come up with that in our minds we we couldn't execute it mm-hmm. you know not in a way that was even remotely meaningful and 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 you know some people could do that with with negatives and and you know, but it required a, a barrier to entry, or or a learning curve that was really steep. Yeah. And and so not only have how we do we now have the ability to do the things that you do, but the but the barrier to entry is just getting smaller and smaller and mm-hmm. smaller. You know you 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 subscribe to Photoshop and Lightroom for nine ninety nine a month, and you have. You have applications that are mind-blowingly right. powerful, right? Right. You might you don't know how to do it right away, right? But then you also have the ability to go on YouTube and 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 watch free videos yep. that can show you to do anything that you're capable of searching for. You're going to find a thousand videos to show you how to do it, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then it's a matter of just throwing an image in there, which is real easy now too. Yep. And didn't always used to be. Right. Right. <laughs> so, it, like, to do. To do that, the the ability to do that is there, and now it's all about how good, you know, what level of quality can you reach? Right. And so, you, what I hear you saying is that you're constantly striving. Like that's a ladder that doesn't 
have an end? Doesn't yeah. have a top? Yeah, I mean, that that's like empowering and demoralizing at the same time. <laughs> it's scary right? and, and awesome at the same time. You want to think like, man, I can't wait till I'm like at this pinnacle of my career where yeah. you can just like be at rest and not have to worry <laughs> about it. And, but then it's like, that's never going to happen. No. Like, I hope it never happens. In a sense, right. Um, right. I mean, let's be honest. We've all met people who feel like that they're there. Yeah. And then it's like they're just left with this bad taste in their mouth. Yeah. Yeah. But then you meet these other people who like are who we would consider genuine, genuine masters of their craft. Mm -hmm. And they're like, they're I still, don't know anything. They're still hungry. Right. And I'm like, let me be, let me be that guy. You know yeah. what I mean? Let me be. I don't ever want to feel like it's good enough because it's not. I mean, I see, I you know, you're the, you're your own worst critic. You know, you look at your work and it's like I, all I see is the things wrong with it. I but don't you, see the but things you pointed right. to this earlier. Isn't there is there not a fine line be, between being your own worst critic, right, mm. and between shame, between that and shame? Like, there's mm -hmm. is there is there not a is there not a fine line between critiquing your work, your mm -hmm. own work? And, and the shame piece, which is just like, oh, that's junk, and I'm junk, and what am I even doing? Like, is it not easy right. to, to drift into that? Yeah, it's very thin. Like, so one side of that's very healthy, and the other is very unhealthy, right? Right, so right. the unhealthy sides, like the people I talk to who just are doing killer stuff and just feel like it's, it's crap. Right. You know, they feel like, I can't compete with what I'm seeing other people doing, or I don't want to enter photo competition because there's just so, you know, they see the Gs and they see the top 10 mm -hmm. of everything. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I can't compete with that. Right. It's like, you know, you may be a year into this and you're trying to compete with people who have been doing this for 20 <laughs> right. years or something. Right. Like, right. let's get expectations where they need to be. <laughs> right. It's good those. that you don't think that you're the master of the universe. Right. That's a good thing. Right. But the healthy approach to that is like, how do I get better? How do I yeah. get there? How do I use that as inspiration, like fuel to be better, not fuel to burn yourself down? So how do you stay in the healthy space? It's not easy some days. Mm -hmm. Like there's, there, I'm susceptible to, to that like anybody. I think sure. most people who, I think people lend to kind of one of two sides in the photography world. Mm -hmm. One is like more the technical business end of things. Yeah. And one's more like the artistic sure. side of, end of things. Sure. And the best, of course, the best businesses are the ones that can blend those two beautifully, right? right? So. I, I tend, I hate the business side of things. Like it just stresses me to no end. <laughs> I just want to sit and like make stuff, you uh -huh. know? And so I'm very susceptible to those feelings of like, man, I'm following these guys. Their stuff's awesome. Like just, if I get, go down that rabbit hole, like it, it can, it'll depress me. Like really? I'll spend, I'll spend a day or two of just like, man, I can't, I just, I don't want to do anything. Mm -hmm. Like I don't want to do anything because it's just not, up to the par that I want it to be. Right. Right. And I mean, there's, it, it takes a lot of prayer for me a lot of times, like just God reminding, like, <laughs> just like your faith walk, right? It's, it's a journey. It's a learning experience. So you got to pull yourself out of that. Right. Or get you, pulled out of it. You, you, <laughs> I find that you rarely get pulled out of it. Yeah. It, you have to pull yourself That's out. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, and it's just, you have to just remind yourself, you know, what's real, what isn't real, what's, <laughs> Social media is not real. Mm. You're you're not going to see somebody's feed who where all they're posting is their failures. 
<laughs> you're getting the highlight of the successes, right? That would so, actually be that would actually be very maybe we that might start be, doing that might I've, be something that really stands out. I've considered <laughs> making an account just for that. Like here's where I screwed up today. Here's the one hundred twelfth time I've screwed up today. Here's you know just to be like real for you know what I mean? Like yeah. so we have these crazy expectations on ourselves to yeah. try and compete with things that aren't even real. Right, right. That's I think that's the hard point for people yeah. to get past is, yeah. I mean, how do you, how do you, how could you live up to that expectation? Right, right. It's an, it's not possible in the first place. Even, even if you take the top tier photographers, right, who mm -hmm. have like crazy sponsorships and we like look up to these, these pillars of the community, right. their social media feed is fake. Right. That's, that's not life. Right. Life can't be 100% successes, achievements, goals right. met right. every day of your right. life forever. It's like an advertisement. Right. Right? Essentially. Yeah. You said you said earlier that you hate the business part. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's necessary. Unfortunately. So, <laughs> so how do you handle that? As little as possible. <laughs> I, I mean, did, did somebody do that for you? Did, no. Uh, it, so you do it. Yeah. You take care of it begrudgingly. Yeah. Right. That's that's the key phrase there. <laughs> is it is it your weakness? Or it is very it, much is it is. a weakness? Oh in, yeah. Yeah, in, yeah. In in your business in general is um what? How does it manifest? The numbers, the accounting, the sales, what what Yes. Yes to all. <laughs> all of the above. D yeah. all of the above. Yeah, I mean so like sales aren't but I don't mind sales. Mm -hmm. You know, and I do kind of like a pseudo IPS and, mm -hmm. you know, so I can get behind the technique of, of selling your work and things like that. And mm -hmm. I, I, I'm okay with that, Yeah. you know, but it, when it comes to the numbers and tracking expenses and taxes and like <laughs> all this, like, how can I spend as little time on this as possible? Doing right. That, right. And now the downfall to that for me as a business owner is like, it places a ceiling on on what I can do creatively you know, uh, well creatively but also like as a business as somebody that would you know I would love to get to like the next tier of business uh -huh. but just like with art I'm not gonna you can't get to the next tier of art without putting in the hours and putting in the work and learning and developing and I'm shunning all of the responsibility <laughs> from the business side to do all that so it almost it, it I realize it caps myself to to a degree of what's possible for me. In so business. given that, does it, is it not an option for you to, cause do you have any employees? No. Okay. Is it, and, and that, and I'm not, I don't, what I don't mean to do is imply any sort of advice here. Sure. What I'm sure. trying to do for myself even is to throw out what an option would be. Right. Um, because you're, you are talking potentially to a lot of people that, that this resonates with a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, if I was in your situation, it would resonate with me a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I put myself in your shoes and it's, I don't think it's very hard for me to do that given my own personality and strengths and weaknesses. And I think to myself, would it not be an option to hire somebody to do the proverbial things that I don't like to do mm -hmm. sort of thing so that I did then have more time to do the things that I did like to do and the right. things that I excelled at. Right. Is that a thing? In your mind? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've considered it a lot. And yeah. it's like, so here's here's admitting a, another fault. Okay. 
in spite of hating to do that and all uh, and everything like i'm i'm pretty much like a control freak over like my thing okay right so while i don't want to do that and Mm -hmm. it would be smarter for somebody else to do it Mm -hmm. and i've considered it so many times Mm -hmm. at the same time it's like I don't want anyone else to have that control. You don't want Even to be- though they would have better control, it would right. be smarter control. Right. It's just, it's 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 honestly a flaw. Like, I get that. Right. And trying to work around that is its own challenge. But I think that, that for me personally, like, that's the problem. Like, yeah. I just don't want to relinquish that control to somebody else to make those decisions. Right. Even though they would be better decisions. Does that make right. sense? No, it totally makes sense. And again, I think that's something that a lot of people... I think that would be a big reason that a lot of people in your scenario would say is the reason they don't they don't do it or they haven't really acted upon that. Mm. Even dis, you know despite the fact that you know they could see the potential benefits from it. That right. that control piece is a is a big piece that I think a lot of creatives and a lot of artists share. Right. Given all that, then is it something where you think you're just likely to continue to do things the way that they are and do it begrudgingly and just handle it, so to speak, and push through, so to speak? Probably yes. Mm-hmm. Just knowing myself and being honest. Like, right, that's right. Be, because, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to qualify this, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's not like I'm unhappy. Okay. Okay? If I were unhappy or un- unsatisfied like with where I am and all this, right. I think it would be a completely different story. Right. But the problem is, like, I'm happy. Like, that sounds like a good problem to have. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, God's just blessed us to this point where it's like mm. everything's been so good. Mm-hmm. Would my giving up that control of that point in order to grow to another tier of business bring me like any unsettlement from relinquishing that control? Or because what's a, if I so if I get somebody really good at business involved? Okay. Yeah. I've been in business long enough now to know what needs to be done. Yeah, right. And so I know what somebody good at business is going to tell me needs to be done. (laughs) You already know it. I already know it, right. I already, like, the the sad thing is, is I know what needs to be done myself (laughs) if I would just buckle down and do it. But it it would make me so miserable to do it. (laughs) And so it doesn't really matter if I'm hiring somebody else to tell me to do that. Then you're going to make me miserable. So... Why not just... <laughs> in a sense, you're in a position where why try to fix what isn't broken? Right. You know, it's flawed here and there. Sure, there's there's issues here and there. But you're happy. You're satisfied. You're content. Right. And, and I think so I think that's the key, right? Like, would it be awesome to make $2 million a year? Yeah. Be pretty pretty phenomenal. Pretty great. Yeah. There's, there's photographers that do that, yeah. and it, it blows my mind. Yes. It really does. Yeah. Would I trade that for just being content with what I'm doing? Right. I, I hopefully never. Right. You know, if I make a thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. and but yet God provides what we need and mm-hmm. like everything's taken care of and like we're just happy, like yeah. To me, like that's the win. Mm-hmm. You know, so like I get the weaknesses and I get all this, but it's like how to how for my own mental sanity and for just like my being and and how do I satisfy that is just like 
do the things that anger me and, and like distress me as little as possible. Do the things that feel like they give me some meaning more. Of course. So. What what is something though in contrast to that? What is something that you know that you need to do or that you should do or that would be good for you or your business or your family that you do plan to implement or that you do plan to integrate into your business or your life? Because I've been asking this question to some degree because here we are the beginning of 2020. So not only a new year, but a new decade. Right. Right. And I've, and I've, I've heard the complaints from 2019 and before, and sometimes I feel like, well, that's what we say every year. You know, that last year was such a difficult year for this, that, and the other. And 2020 is going to be so different and it's going to be so much better. Yeah. And I, I understand that is, is sometimes as cynical as it comes across to me, but I have, I have issues with my own jadedness to some degree. Mm -hmm. So I get it. But putting all of that aside and considering and, and focusing more on what we were just talking about, um, what is something that you need to or that you plan to or want to implement um, that isn't going to, in your mind, risk you being content or you being happy, but needs to be done or, want, or that you want to do? So I'm probably not. So this has been a time for me to like where I'm thinking a lot about like. You know what's the future? What where yeah. do we, things go? And I and, and to be honest, the past year for me has been a lot of. You know, is this industry still right for me? Like, am I still what? happy doing this? Is, is that this, right? Yeah, I mean it. And it's not so. I'm not one of those guys who's like all oh, these cheap people are killing the industry. Right. You're not I, saying. You know, that. I'm not saying. I'm not trying to be one of those like you're not saying doom that. and gloom names. I'm sure. talking about for me personally right. and my future. Like, is it is it still here? You know, like you said, beginning of the new year is a great time to reevaluate. Yeah. Right. So, part of that reevaluation that I've been trying to do every year is like, okay, God, is this the path? Like, is this still, is this still the path? Because, you know, to date of of my involvement in this industry has been it's been awesome. Mm -hmm. Like things that have happened, and mm -hmm. you know, projects I've got to work on, people I've got to meet. Like, there's been so many incredible things. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to think that like that's a limitation. Mm -hmm. In other words, of I can only do this because I've seen what it's to go from something so extreme, like, you know, working in the corporate world and, yeah. and stuff that you, and this extreme change. And I'm thinking like, is there possible to have another extreme change that's even more beneficial and more satisfying? Really? Yeah. And not saying that that's the case, but is it possible? Right. Like sometimes I think we limit what we think we can do in a year because we just put a ceiling on the possibility of, yeah. of what it is. Right. And so, I don't know that there's a business change I would implement, but there's a lot of theoretical change more or less of, you know, what if, like my big one is like, what if I satisfy the creative side more and push more towards like a, a fine art? Mm -hmm. Like if, even if it's not portrait, you know, I've been experimenting with like fine art stuff, mm -hmm. like seeing like, is there something here? Cause I feel this drawn yeah. nature to it. Yeah. Like, is there something here that's, more satisfying even than than what you're doing than the other right now I don't, I don't think i don't think being a photographer portrait artist whatever you want to call it i don't think that's ever going to go away because i i do feel just like a solid connection to that right but it's like how does what else could it look how does, like how does what i offer as a business change right 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 and so what i was saying when i come in and to some of the conversation earlier yeah 
there was this idea about which I I've been pushing for years too. Like you're you're not selling. We talked about last night. Yeah, you're not selling somebody a piece of paper. Right. Right. You're selling the idea, the context of what that paper represents, right. and the art that's on it. Right. Um. And I'm just trying to push more that direction of what's the other content that 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 could contain. Well, in the in the in the back. The background of that conversation, which which just happened to me yesterday, I had someone come up and say that a fairly prominent person was saying that you shouldn't, because you can't, realistically sell products anymore that your clients can get easily from other big vendors or like even like to go to a Walmart or a Costco or that they have access to in other avenues. Mm-hmm. Like you shouldn't sell those because it's not going to work for you. Mm-hmm. And it boiled my blood. Yeah. Because I think that that is, I think that that is so misinformed. Right. And, 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 and I think that that mindset is, is, is capable of really crushing the industry mm-hmm. because all of the sudden then you're putting yourself in a position where you are selling merely the paper or the canvas. Mm-hmm or the wrap or whatever product it is that your clients now have access to through various outlets online or whatever, when that is not at all right. what we should be, even in our minds, thinking that we're selling. We're selling an experience. Mm-hmm. We're selling the essence of an image that we can offer printed on various mediums, mm-hmm. right? Well, it's like going to Toyota and say, you shouldn't sell Lexus because you can get a, <laughs> you can get a Chevy down the street. Right. I mean, I relate it to that. Because they're both cars. Exactly. They're both going to get you to the grocery store and home. <laughs> right. What's the point of spending? What? But, and what is the difference? You know, I like, I, I always like the car comparison because what is the difference? Yeah. You've got one crowd of people. Yeah. Who are perfectly happy with that Chevy. Yep. They love it. Yeah. It's just, it's their dream come true. Right. And they got a $150 a month payment and they're right. just happy. Right. And then you got another crowd of people who's like, yeah, I want to get to the store and get home too, but yeah. I'm going to do it in style. Right. <laughs> you know, and I want I want the heated leather seats yes. and I want like plush and yes. I want to feel this steering wheel that feels like silky leather in my right. hand. That, and they're going to pay 10 times as much to get the experience and the craftsmanship and like everything they perceive of value. The dealership in is different. The sales experience is different. All right. the associations that you have with those two vehicles are different. Right. It's about the essence of all of that, as opposed to the fact that you're sitting in a chair, holding onto a steering wheel, and traveling from A to B. Right. Right? And so that's my, if I had to say, like, what what do I want to change in my business? Mm-hmm. It's continuing to push that direction. That piece. Right. right. How, how do I turn this experience mm-hmm. and this final product into something that, even transcends what I thought was possible last year or the past 10 years. So that's also kind of a ladder. It doesn't have a top. Right. Right. That's a, that's a never ending stairway that you're constantly traversing upwards. Right. So there's like a couple painters that I follow, right. Who, who sell, I wanted to buy one of their pieces at one point. And so I hit their website and it's like, yeah, I don't have like 50 grand to find your painting, dude. I love it. But, (laughs) right. right. But then it gets me thinking like, yeah, why am I not thinking about my own work on those terms? Yes, yes. And, and but and not just saying 
okay, the portrait that I do are, are good enough. I'm just going to start pushing these prices. Mm-hmm. But more, how does my work change to help influence that as well? Allison Tyler Jones said one of the best things that I've heard on this podcast when she brought up the fact that you don't want the mindset where you're saying, how can I charge $5,000 for that? Mm-hmm. She said, turn that into how can I create something that's legitimately worth $5,000? Yeah, exactly. And that blew my mind. Right. Because I think primarily I had been thinking all these years more along the lines of the first case. Mm-hmm. Not even, I don't know, not intentionally, but more as a result of not considering the second case mm-hmm. and focusing on that. And how much more amazing is that when you frame it that way? Well, it's a perspective shift, right? Because right. The, the first way is thinking what I do is good enough. Right. Start giving me more money. Right. <laughs> Which, yeah, let's let's face it, like little, little to no risk, all reward. Right, right. Perfectly put, yes. But the other side of that is responsibility is on me now mm-hmm. and me solely mm-hmm. to create something, to innovate mm-hmm. something, to whatever word you want to put in there yeah. that someone's going to see the true value. Right. In. Right. And so I think that goes back to the mentality of like, if we ever reach a point where we're stagnant and think that we're, what we're doing is good enough, like it's just going to be our downfall. Then you're done. Right. In a sense. Right. Tell me a little bit about so many angels here. Yeah. So it's been an interesting (laughs) ride thus far, right? Because, you know, Matt Myers, we all know and love. Yeah. Like comes up to me at sync. Like we'd never really spoken before. We kind of knew each other through Facebook and stuff, seeing each other there. And he's like, I've got this idea. He's like, you got two minutes. I can show you something. And I'm like, sure. And he shows me this video that he's putting together, like and explains like, we want to photograph kids with cancer and like transform them. And like, He's like, I know you do a lot of Photoshop work and composites and stuff. And I'm like, you had me at superhero. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. That's <laughs> it, so like if you would have came and just said, like, I want somebody to turn me into a superhero. I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> I, like, this is, I'm down with that. Right. right. And, you know, back to the whole movie mentality, right. like the things that excite me. Sure. Right? So and the fact that it had this extra layer of yeah, like service behind it, yes. you know. But even more than that, like just his his heart behind the the thing Mm -hmm. right you can see it yeah it's just and i've told him like this this thing doesn't exist without you right i mean you're you're kind of the heart of this thing right um and so that was like the first interaction right Mm -hmm. so you know we start doing some edits and i start seeing some of the reactions that he's posting of the Mm -hmm. kids getting their edits and then uh, i had a chance at like the sink the next year to go photograph kids with him Mm -hmm. which i was kind of sketchy on because it's like I know this is going to be difficult probably to see yeah. and be a part of. And and at times it was, but it was never like bad difficult. It was like, man, the way these families and kids change, like even from the time they step through the door to the time they step in front of the camera, it, it's like they're like different people. And, like actually, and I, I used to hear Matt say like you, you see like this sigh of relief on the parents where it's just like, they feel normal for a minute. Mm-hmm. Like I was physically seeing that, you know? Yeah. And so my wife was with me. So we, we both went to guess she was at sync with me. So we both went and helped. And she was like helping wrangle the kids and stuff. Right. And right. Like we get, we get done and we're driving 
and we're kind of silent for a while. And I just looked at her and was like, like, we have to be a part of this. Yeah. And she's like, it, it was, you know, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And so it kind of just kind of snowballed from there and like, you know, never understood why he wanted me to be involved, but you know, here we are. And <laughs> you're glad that he did. Oh yeah. Because I think that's, you know, I even contemplate like, is this one of the ways that my work changes? Right. You know what I mean? Is there, how do I support this more? Mm -hmm. And again, you're thinking like, sometimes you think as a business person, right? Like I have this business I need to support. And now there's this nonprofit right. that I'm thinking about dedicating time to. Right. I've got a family to support, you know, they're, all, they're trying to do all these checks and balances. There's a lot of but spinning plates. How does, yeah. how does, so like I said, there's all these pieces where I feel like God's aligning, right? So I think the thought process that I've been so having about like, how does my work change to be of more value, to be of, it's not just financial value to me. Like how does the work literally of more value? Mm. You know, what is value? Like sometimes I think we have to redefine what value is. That's a big question. So to me, value isn't a dollar sign, even though from a business standpoint, that's important. Right. But true, what is true value is using a skill or a talent or an ability or whatever you have at your discretion mm -hmm. and impacting like an actual life from that. Hmm. Like it sounds how, like you just described so many angels. Yeah. That's, 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 like, that's the description of it. Right. Right. Because I've, I've had, so I've, I've worked on a couple other projects. We have a local mission that does, we, I used to think they just do big canned food drives, right? Because that's all you saw, like these big canned, big green trucks that right. said we feed people and they put barrels out in grocery stores for canned food. Right. And so I'm like, I, you know, at one point, this has been several years ago, I was like, I really want to get, I, it was just this desire, like, how do I use photography for something bigger than than senior pictures or yeah. and as much as i love that right not yeah. knocking senior photos i sure. love it right. um but like how do i use it to like be more meaningful in some way or mm -hmm. and so i met with the mission and they were like you know we could really use a photographer um you know we have a men's homeless shelter that we run and we have a women's homeless shelter we have a women's abuse center mm -hmm. we have a women's drug rehabilitation center mm -hmm. a women's drug rehabilitation center we, so they start naming all these things they do for our state right because it's a statewide organization and i said do you understand that nobody knows that you do all of that other than people than the people in your pipeline right 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 as me you know and you're you're a charitable organization, right? You're a nonprofit. Right. You need the donations to continue to support all of these families in need. Me, as a potential donor, thinks by giving you canned food when we go to the grocery store that we're supporting your organization right. when that doesn't give you anything. Right. Right? Yeah, you give that out to families in need, but it's not... You're doing so much more. Considering all this other stuff, right. Right. So... I actually went and created a, a like a marketing campaign for them mm -hmm. with that. Like didn't even tell them I was doing it. <laughs> and so it was like, I came up with this concept of, we know mm -hmm. to give them. And then I did like a series of five images and like one was, we know abuse. And so like I had a girl come in and we made her like all disheveled and mm -hmm. put makeup on to do like the bruised eye and, mm -hmm. and, and tried to make it like, try to make an actual image that evokes an emotion. 
Well, and, and, and something response, that they right? legitimately deal with and, and right, and they see this every, every day. day. Right. You know, so I did a, a we know addiction, and mm. I actually worked with a photographer, really good friend of mine, who actually struggled with addiction, mm. and so he came and modeled for that. And mm. so I had these five images, and so I went and pre- presented them to them unawares, and they were just like over the moon. Mm. And we ended up shooting like twenty five more scenarios, and then they had me do projects in their their boardroom because they have this little small boardroom and when p- potential donors come in, they kind sure. of would walk them through the process. Well, their walls were full of like eight by 10 snapshots, like over the past like 30, 40 years yeah. that were just so discoherent, right? right? They did, they didn't make any sense. Like, right. and I was like, what if we told a story on these walls of what you guys do? Mm. Because their mission wasn't just to like give to the community. It was like to transform. Right. right. Their like their rehab program wasn't it was literally like take them out of the addiction and rehabilitate them and they actually give them a job like once they complete the program. Yeah. And, and and just providing a lifestyle change for them. Right. So we made these series of images where it, it and we talked to some of the guys there and like some of the stories that people have been through are shocking. Like, you know it exists, but to hear them actually say, like, I lived in <laughs> yeah. in some of these conditions is yes. shocking. And so we tried to, we did these big canvases. So the, the first one is this huge black and white canvas of the state they were in. Like, we did one for homelessness. Mm-hmm. And so it's him out in the street. We photographed him, you know, on the street and laying there trying to sleep on the street. And then the next is, like, them working in the program. Like one of the things they could do work, could work in the kitchen. So we yeah. had them like with a pot, like working in the kitchen. And mm-hmm. then part of that that they do is like they have to do like biblical study and research and all this. So we show like that transition, like reading reading the Bible and things like that. And then the last one is like the stories of them reunited with family that wanted nothing to do with them. Mm. And so it starts black and white, and with each panel we increased the color mm. by like 25%, so that ends up in full color. Mm-hmm. And so that we did a series of these around the room, and when they put those up and they, t- they talk about bringing donors in, they're like, you, they're like the, the response is so different because we don't have to explain to them what we do anymore. Because it's right there. Right. And it was like at that moment where I was like, that was the first thing that I had done where I was like, this can transcend like what it is. Yeah. If that makes sense. It like, absolutely does. And how do I do more of that? Right. 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 So I think that's where so many angels has been like special to me too. Like, well, and it's where your heart is. It's where, it's where your mind is. Yeah. I get, I mean, that's what I'm picking up. Right. Where can people go to find out more information about you? About me in particular? Sure. <laughs> Your website, your business. Yeah, website, joshuahannaphotography.com. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the best website, but it's there. <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, jhphotodesign.com. Okay. But I just tell people, like, like message me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, you want to find out about me? or you know, I'd rather find out about you personally. I'd rather oh. talk about you than talk yeah. about me. But, you know, message me, whatever. Call me, text me. It's all good. Just as long as there's more, like actual communication, not just Facebook stalking each other <laughs> right. for so long. <laughs> You're not interested in that. Thanks for this. Yeah. I absolutely. appreciate your Thank time. You. Thanks for doing this. I'm excited to see what is next for you. Me too. I think. <laughs> <laughs>